Hi guys, and welcome back to the FKFM podcast. This is episode four of the education series. And today we're talking about determining your given phase. So what I mean by that is, you know, whether to go into a bulk, whether to go into a cut, a diet phase, a gaining phase, a maintenance phase, whatever you want to call these different phases. Um, how do you know which one you should enter and when, and what are the telltale signs, what are the indicators um, as to you know go into them and then how to perform them as best as possible really in, in the most basic terms. I'm not going to go into that into too much today. So obviously I spoke about um, goal setting in the last episode um, and the reason I wanted to do goal setting before this episode is because obviously it's important um, in regards to what phase you enter, um, what your goals are. So if your goals are to be a, let's say, uh, a physique athlete um, versus a bodybuilder, then you might not necessarily push a gaining phase as far. Um, the goal might not be maximal muscle, dependent on the the um, the let's say the the category you're in or your development already. You might be someone who's already got a good amount of muscle, and you're going to be in a much better position to stay a little bit leaner throughout a gaining phase. So that you've not got as much hard work to do when it comes to a prep. Um, you might be someone who really needs to put on a lot of size, so you need to push into a gaining phase and a pretty aggressive one as well, because you might just be some, you know, might be relatively new to training and class yourself as a hard gainer, let's say, um, very sort of skinny genetically. So there's a lot of different scenarios. So first of all, let's look at should should you bulk or cut? Because generally, you, it's going to be one of two, um, and you know, I don't think nowadays. It's really um, the done the done thing to to just eat as much as you possibly can and get fat. That's not what we're calling a bulk anymore. Let's call a bulk a, a gradual gaining phase where you are gaining, let's say, maybe half a percent of your body weight per week. So if you're 200 pounds, you're aiming to gain around a pound per week. Um, that that gradual rate of gain is is there so that the primary focus is on training performance and adding adding tissue in the gym versus just adding body weight for the sake of adding body weight and adding unnecessary fat. Um, so let's class that as a bulk, a gradual gaining phase. And a cut, let's class that as just any any diet phase. Obviously, diet is is a broad term. It doesn't necessarily mean fat loss, but let's say any any diet phase, call, classing that as a fat loss phase. So I would generally recommend that 90% of people, to be honest, especially like this is coming from a client perspective when clients come to me generally i will get about 90 percent of clients when they come on board to go into a diet phase to go into a cut a mini cut let's say um main reason being that i want to get them in a much better position to go and actually then attack a productive gaining phase so the reason that it's going to, you know, you're going to be in a much better position is because one, you're going to be more motivated because you're going to be able to see what's actually underneath the layers of fat that you're holding. You're going to be able to see the start point of, of the gaining phase. You're going to be able to work on that gradually and see when you're actually progressing through adding muscle. And generally, you're, you're, you're not going to be adding fat onto an already relatively fat physique. Um, it's not motivating doing that. It's not productive from a, a nutrient standpoint. Your body's not in a position where it's very sensitive to, to nutrition. Your nutrient partitioning is not going to be in a good spot. Your insulin sensitivity is not going to be in a good spot. Like I said, motivation is not going to be in a good spot if you try and 
continue a gaining phase when you've almost already pushed it too far past this sort of like sweet spot, which I'm going to talk about. So most of the time, I'd recommend that people enter a, a cut uh, or a diet phase to to be in a better position to attack a gaining phase. We want to be in the gaining phase for as, as much time as possible. The goal is to be growing more often than not, obviously, um, in bodybuilding or in, in everything in life. You know, you're wanting to improve. Um, so we want to spend more time in, in a gaining phase than we do in, in a fat loss phase or more time in a bulk than we do in a cut. Um, okay, so signs to, to sort of dictate that you should go into a cut would be having like visible or grabbable fat. So if you've got fat like on your hips that you can grab and, and you can actually you know grab a good chunk of fat versus just a little bit of skin or a decent amount of skin, let's say. If you've got like noticeable fat on your like your hips as a guy, your your stomach as a guy, your chest as a guy, as a girl, if you've got noticeable fat, like a good amount on your midsection, on your glutes, on your hips, on your on your thighs, if it's you know a noticeable amount, grabbable amount, generally I would say you're not in the best position to push on and keep growing. Okay, you can, you know, your body's not not in a position to it's not as if gaining any more fat from there is going to make you gain loads more muscle um, realistically. So again, it's almost like finding the sweet spot, which is, is what I'm going to, I'm going to come on to. So other reasons that you should do uh, a diet phase or go into a diet phase would be if you're obviously wanting to go on holiday and wanting to be a bit leaner, if you're going to do a, a photo shoot, if you're doing a, a competition prep, um, generally they're the, the main reasons. Um, what I would recommend a lot of people do is rather than like a, uh, let's say uh, the goal, as I said, is, is to most of the time be in a gaining phase. What I would recommend that people do is a mini cut versus just like a, a fat loss phase. So most of the time, like I said, with my clients, if it's 90% of them, I will try and get them in and out of a fat loss phase within maybe four to 10 weeks, um, dependent on how much they've got to lose. Obviously, if it's a uh, a really overweight client the goal is solely fat loss um still to optimize training and all of your variables there but you know we're not thinking we need to get into a gaining phase at any point soon but for people who generally you're trying to think do i need to gain or diet that kind of phase where you're unsure majority of the time the the best answer would be perform a mini cut get in a better position to grow then push on and grow and like i said the reason that it will make you be in a better position is due to that sort of almost resensitizing, um, improving nutrient um, sensitivity and increasing motivation. So they're the main sort of reasons that you would you would cut. Um, and, and like I say, most people, I'd recommend that that be the case. For some people, you should just focus on growing. Um, for some people, generally these are the people who are very skinny, will call themselves hard gainers, um, which to be fair, there is some warrant to. You know, some people do genetically have let's say, a more adaptive metabolism than others. Some people are a lot more active than others, just genetically. Um, you know, People won't sit down. They're, they're constantly moving, constantly doing things. Their knee is a lot higher than other people's. These are people who have generally got a, a, what would most people would call a fast metabolism or a, a higher metabolism, but I would generally just class it as a, a, a more adaptive metabolism because they are, you know, they'll, they'll push food up and their body will just adapt straight away because they'll just move more. Um, Another reason to, to go into a bulk um, would be just because you're in early years of training and you simply need more muscle. So if you've never trained before, unless you are heavily overweight, you need to go into a gaining phase and just eat enough food and grow. 
and, and actually put on some muscle, simple as that, get into the gym, eat enough food to be able to go in and train, like say, if you're not overweight already. So they're the sort of telltale signs, the reasons to go into a bulk or a cut. Um, so then you've got to think about how to perform each of these. So how, how would you go into a cut? How would you perform a diet phase? So first things first, we know we need to be in a, in a caloric deficit. So what that means is consuming less calories than you're expending on a daily basis. So in order to do that, you need to track your food, your intake, what you're consuming, as well as tracking your expenditure and your body weight. And then the goal is to see body weight uh, decrease gradually over time. Or, well, gradually, I guess the, the rate is dependent on how aggressive you're going to approach it. So track your food, track your body weight, track your expenditure. So by your expenditure, I mean track your steps and your cardio. Obviously, it's very hard to track your neat um, because you know day to day you might be a little bit more active without realizing. You might have a few more chores around the house. You might be a little bit more. Um, let's say sort of juttery, whatever you want to call it, moving your hands around more, more hand gestures, more movement, just day to day with little tasks, little things like that where you are burning more calories. Um, so yeah, you can't really track that too well, but you can track your food and you can track your steps and you can track your body weight and make sure that body weight is decreasing over time. And then you know that you're in a deficit because you're shrinking. You're basically your adipose tissue, your fat cells are shrinking because you're in a, in a fat loss phase. Um, also, visual data is very important. So uh, with a lot of clients that I have, you know, they'll, they'll have a few weeks here or there where let's say they're in a fat loss phase and their body weight is not actually dropping. But if you look at the visual changes, it, it's crazy. You know, a lot of clients I'll get and it's almost like a recomp phase initially where they start to realize that their training has been really, really suboptimal um, and that they've not really been meticulous at all. Give it two, three weeks of them being meticulous with all the variables their training intensity going through the roof. And even though body weight's not dropped, their composition can change drastically in a few weeks. Um, so visual data in terms of photos or videos is very important as well. And then you've also got measurement data, which you can use and can be quite productive. So obviously like body, uh, body measurements, so measuring um, circumferences of different body parts. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it, to be honest, just because as a as a, like a bodybuilder let's say or as a you know a you know a coach who coaches people who go through different phases a gaining phase a diet phase a gaining phase a diet phase depending on what's most productive at that given time it's not for me the most productive the most efficient measurement a, a body circumferences because you can you can go through a gaining phase and you could add let's say two three inches to your biceps and you think, oh my God, my biceps are absolutely huge. But realistically, you hold a good amount of body fat on your arms, let's say. And then you go into a fat loss phase and you realize that your arms are shrinking. Oh my God, no, my biceps, I, 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 my biceps are shrinking. I'm losing muscle on my biceps. No, you're not. You're losing fat. As simple as that. So I often think it can sometimes cause more issues. Um, you know, it's almost like more harm than good sometimes there the measurement data but for some people it is really productive and it is really useful and i do think for solely fat loss clients so people who are heavily overweight i think um body weight measure uh, body measurements circumference measurements are very good um a very good means of measurement so in terms of the aggressiveness of the fat loss phase that is going to be dependent on the amount that you've got to lose as well as the time frame that you're wanting to lose it across and also your goals so if you've got 
obviously a lot of fat to lose. Let's say you're heavily, you know, severely obese and you've got a lot, a lot of fat to lose, then realistically, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about losing muscle in that time or worrying about, um, even worrying about sort of a time frame. to be honest, you should just be focusing on how can I get the fat off? Because obviously if you've got to that point where you've allowed yourself to, to add that much body fat, you'll likely have tried in the past to, to diet, uh, diet down and lose the fat and struggled. So you need to find out why that is and find out how you can adhere over time. If it's a case of you're just doing like a small mini cut and you want to be in a more productive position to push up and grow, then you've got to think, okay, right. So the time frame I want it to be between maybe four and eight weeks. I want to lose around 10 to 20 pounds over that time. I'm going to make sure that therefore I lose one to two pounds across each week as an average. And then you can sort of approach it like that. Um, there is a decent amount of evidence on um, very aggressive deficits and really low calories um, and the fact that they can still be very productive. Um, but generally, in most circumstances, the more aggressive you are with the, unless it's a really, really short period of time, um, the more aggressive you are with the deficit, the likelihood is the, 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 the more impact it's going to have on your training in, in a negative way. And therefore, the more chance that you're going to create um, or the more, more chance you're going to have of losing muscle or not maintaining as much muscle as you could have done. So generally, especially if the goal is like a, a comp prep, you'll want to take it nice and slow and steady. Don't give yourself a lot of work to do over a short period of time where you're going to have to rush and then rush into the show. And then that's going to lead to stress, which is going to lead to more edema of hold, holding body water. Um, all these things that we don't want. Uh, whereas if, like I say, if it's just a case of, you know, a general population wants to do a bit of a fat loss phase, then you may be able to get away with being more aggressive. And, you know, you may not have a huge focus on optimizing your training. But for the people, like I've said before, who want to you know, listen to this podcast, the likelihood is that they want to optimize as much as possible. Um, I would recommend that your fat loss phase, you perform it so that you don't let it have a negative impact on your training at all. Um, so unless you, generally, you know, there's some genetic outliers who can continue to get stronger throughout a whole prep. I think for the majority of people, the majority of the time, the last maybe four to eight weeks is when you're going to struggle to continue to get stronger. And you're going to look at really trying to hold on to strength versus progressing. Um, so yeah, you know, you've got a few things to think about when it comes to the aggressiveness of the deficit, you know, you got to think about the, the chance of losing muscle. Sometimes people are too worried about that and think that there's magic behind uh, being in a surplus and that as soon as you go into a deficit, you're going to lose muscle or you can't gain muscle. But you know, if you've got a lot of energy stored as fat, you can easily perform a mini cut and still get stronger and still grow during that mini cut because you had enough energy stored as fat to provide you enough energy to still train well and still progress your training. It's only when your energy availability becomes so low because you're so lean and you've been dieting for such an amount of time that it becomes harder to progress your training. Hence, like I say, the end of a prep becomes really hard to, to continue to progress or at least maintain. Um, you've got to think about, like I say, training performance. That's the main focus is keeping that as, as optimal as possible. So again, the aggressiveness is going to be, you know, the, the more aggressive you are, the likelihood is, especially over time, that the training will take a hit. So it makes sense to be a little bit sort of more cautious with the deficit that you're in. Um, and then you've also got to focus or think about muscle memory. So even if 
let's say in a prep or in a diet phase, even if you do lose a bit of strength and potentially lose a bit of muscle um, or likely lose a little bit of muscle towards the end, the muscle that you've lost there, you'll get back so quick when you get back on a good amount of food and you your sort of hormones shift to being in a more healthy position and you start to feel better again and start to feel stronger again you'll regain that muscle very quickly because muscle memory is, is basically what I mean by that is that it's, it's so much easier to regain tissue you've already had versus gaining it in the first place. So don't overthink, oh, I'm in a diet phase, I'm going to lose loads of muscle or as soon as you go into a deficit, being scared that you're going to lose, lose muscle or lose strength or lose size. If you have that mindset, then you will. Um, I did a post on, my, on Instagram the other day um, if you go into a diet phase or a contest prep or a mini court, whatever it may be, thinking you're going to lose strength and you're going to lose size or your, you know, your training is going to take a hit, then it will take a hit. You know, so much of it is, is mindset and it's, it's a mental game. So that's pretty much how to, how to cut covered. Um, main, main focus being just being a caloric deficit. The aggressiveness will be dependent on, like I've said, the amount, of the amount that you've got to lose, the amount of time that you want to lose over and your given goals, you know, if you're a competitive athlete, you're probably not going to want to lose as quick as someone who might just be a general population who's got holiday in four weeks that they've not yet dieted for. So then when it comes to bulking or gaining, however, whatever you want to call it, um, you obviously need to be in a caloric surplus. So the other, the other side of the coin where you need to be consuming more calories than you're burning on a, on a, a day-to-day basis. So again, very similar. You need to track your intake, you need to track your expenditure, and you need to track your body weight. The only difference is you want to ensure that body weight is increasing over time versus decreasing over time. Um, for me, there, there should be a hell of a lot of focus on your training. Obviously, when you're dieting, of course, just as much. But when you're gaining, often people will just think, right, I need to gain this amount per week. In a fat, in a fat loss phase, I think it's productive to set some targets. So let's say you think, right, I need to lose like maybe 30 to 40 pounds throughout a prep. I'm going to do a 20-week prep. So let's say you've got 40 pounds to lose over a 20-week prep. You might say, right, for the first maybe one to five weeks, I'm going to aim to lose closer to three to four pounds. Um, for the next five weeks, I'm going to lose one to two pounds. For the next five weeks, I'm going to lose around one. And for the final five weeks, I'm going to lose around half a pound. And then we know that obviously with the, the, the again, the, the, less aggressive the diet is the the smaller chance of losing muscle and as you're getting leaner and leaner and as energy availability is lower you don't want to be losing at such as fast a rate as at the start when you can get away with it more because the risk of losing muscle is a lot lower because your energy availability is still really high because of the amount of energy you've got stored as fat but when it comes to a gaining phase i don't think it's productive to set those goals of i need to gain this amount per week Instead, I think you really need to focus on how your training is going because that is your best tool to track your physique progress. Is your training progressing? If it is and if it's progressing really, really well and if you're you know, feeling strong every session you're going in, you're beating numbers and uh, keeping the same execution, you don't need more food yet. You probably will in time, but you won't need it. You almost need to earn your food. When your training starts to, or maybe not starts to regress, but when you maybe start to feel, okay, I'm not progressing as much as I was, maybe then, okay, right, I'll jump up. I'll push on, give myself a bit more food. I'll have clients who will go, maybe they'll go eight weeks plus on the same food uh, and they're still progressing. Body weight might be gradually going up really slowly. 
it might even hold for a few weeks and then we, we you know let's say if body weight starts to regress over a couple of weeks then we'll obviously push body weight up but I don't think you should set right I need to gain this amount every single week because that's just a, a, a quick way to just add in unnecessary fat um, so you almost think you almost need to think to earn your food increments you know you don't just push food up for the sake of it earn the food through getting stronger and your body needing more food because you've got more muscle and therefore your basal metabolic rate is going to be higher uh, generally day to day your body's going to need more food as fuel to to fuel the machine that is your your physique and being bigger being stronger is going to need more fuel so almost think you need to earn the food any food that you do put in is going to be productive food going towards training harder getting stronger getting bigger recovering better not just oh i'm just going to eat more because i'm a bit hungry you know, I love clients who say to me, oh, mate, I'm hungry in a gaining phase. And I'm like, I don't care. Like body weight's creeping up nicely. You're looking fantastic. Training is really, really good. If you're a bit hungry, I don't care. Same with in a, in a, in a diet phase. The, the, the worst thing that someone can say is, I went over my calories because I was hungry. That's, that's stupid. That's the, most, that's the worst excuse you can have. I don't care if you're hungry. Hit your targets because they're the targets you need to hit to continue in the deficit and lose the fat that you want to lose. You need to make sure that you're optimizing your nutrient timing, optimizing your food volume and making sure that you're making good choices with that when it comes to being hungry and being in a diet. But just because you're a bit hungry doesn't mean you just go on and eat, eat over your food targets. Otherwise you're just never going to get lean. Simple as that. You know, you don't have to be starving through a diet if you're maximizing nutrient timing and food volume, but obviously odd periods of hunger will come here and there. You just have to get over it, accept it. Same within a gaining phase. If you're hungry, um, but your body weight's going up nicely, appetite doesn't dictate how much you should eat. You know, don't get me wrong, intuitive eating generally isn't a bad approach, but appetite shouldn't be the, the factor that determines your general intake. Um, because that's, a, again, a, a quick way to just gain unnecessary fat, especially coming out of a diet phase because your appetite's going to be through the roof. You'll just end up eating everything just getting fat, feeling shit, and then wanting to mini cut again. And you've not really made the most of that productive time coming out of a diet when you are in that best position to grow, most sensitive to food. So like I say, you want to almost like earn your food increases. Um, so in terms of the sweet spot that I spoke about earlier, this is what I wanted to come on to now. So you want to find the sweet spot in a gaining phase, in a bulk. There's almost like a sweet spot where you're in a perfect position to grow because you're energy availability is in a, in a positive balance. So you're in a, in a surplus and you have been for a little bit of time now and you feel good day to day. You generally go into every session in the gym and, and feel like you can progress, you know, because you're nailing everything. Um, your body fat sort of, let's say, I don't like giving exact numbers, but let's say you're in a healthy body fat range of maybe eight to 15% for a guy and, 14 to 25 for a girl um so you're sort of in a healthy range there where you're happy with how you look you're motivated you're not you've not got any visible grabbable fat you're really sensitive to food still your sleep is in a good spot you're hydrated your stress is low your everything in that kind of position is obviously all of that isn't solely dependent on body fat but generally around that sort of sweet spot of a gaining phase, you want to just stay there. So often I'll get, like I say, if I have a client who's really skinny, a young lad new to training, I push them up as quick as possible to get to that sweet spot because they can realistically get away with a faster rate of gain 
because they are so lean and because they are such a quote unquote hard gainer, you can push them up so quick and, and, and those type of people can get away with a faster rate of gain than someone else who, let's say, maybe classes themselves as the opposite of a hard gainer. Someone who, you know, when people say, well, I just look at food and I put on weight, hate that. You don't. But people that say that, um, they're the, the, the type of people who you're going to have to be really steady with a gaining phase with. Um, and their overall caloric intake might be lower because their metabolism is lower because they're maybe less active or genetically they're, they're just less active and they, they don't, you know, burn as many calories day to day. Their metabolism isn't quite as adaptive as those other people who are, you know, classing themselves as hard gainers. So you almost need to find the sweet spot. And like I say, for some people, you can push them up to that really quick. For other people, they need to come down to that and you might need to bring them down to that pretty quick and then almost stay there and just focus on being in that sweet spot and you'll know when you're in it. So like for me, I finished my prep. My lowest weigh in of prep was 166 pounds. I've then pushed up to about within the first few days, a week-ish, I pushed up to about 175 and I felt better. Obviously still, you know, feeling a little bit trashed from prep and it's probably been a good, it's been what, seven weeks-ish since the show and just over four, or about, about four weeks since I decided, right, I'm not going to do the BMBF. So about four weeks since the end of prep. About now, I think I'm in that sweet spot and I'm about 14, I'm 14, I'm 180 pounds now. So I'm 14 pounds up from my absolute lightest and I'm about 10 pounds up from stage weight. Okay, so now I've found this sweet spot. I don't need to gain weight half as quick as I have done over this last few weeks. The reason I've pushed up is because I was in that phase where I wasn't in the sweet spot. The body fat was almost too low to be in a, well, definitely too low to be in a productive position to grow. Okay, but that's because I was obviously stepping on stage and, you know, it requires stage condition. And likewise, some people who are, let's say over the, the, the weight of the sweet spot, body fat being too high, they need to come down to find that sweet spot to then push on and grow from there. So now I've almost found this sweet spot and I'm hovering around 180 pounds. My rate of gain is going to be very gradual. It's only going to be going up when the body weight increments again are actually sort of almost earned. And like, like I say, with the food increments are almost earned. I'm not just going to push up weight for the sake of it because I'm in a spot now where just pushing weight up isn't going to be productive. All it's going to lead to is gaining more fat. It's not going to lead to me gaining more muscle realistically. You know, I can only gain muscle at a certain rate. Me pushing my food up to five, 6,000 calories from three, like to high three, 4,000 calories. Realistically, is that going to make me gain more muscle if my training doesn't change? No. If anything, it's going to make me feel more sluggish. It's going to probably impact sleep more. It's going to impact motivation because I won't like how I look. So you almost need to find that sweet spot and try and stay there and just gradually focus on progressing your training because you're going to be in a good position in this sweet spot to progress your training. You're going to be in an optimal position. You don't just need to get fat for the sake of getting fat. Um, it's almost unnecessary and, and pointless to just push food up for the sake of it if it's not going to have a benefit on your training. And likelihood is if you're already in this kind of sweet spot, then it won't. It won't have much of a benefit more than being there by just pushing it up. Like I say, it's probably going to have a detriment because you're going to be demotivated and feel a bit shit about yourself. Um, yeah, so you can you know, only really gain muscle at a certain rate. Obviously, that is generally the person's genetic potential um, and how well they execute you know, everything that they're doing, how meticulous that they are. But let's say everyone did absolutely everything 
optimally to gain as much muscle as possible. Everyone's then got a genetic potential. Some people will be able to gain muscle a lot faster than others. Um, but pushing food up past a certain level won't benefit that any more than already being in a, in a gradual surplus anyway. Um, so, you know, I think people often focus too much on the food and forget about training. People forget about the most important aspect of, are you progressing your training? No, but I'm eating more. Well, that's irrelevant if you're getting weaker or you're not training because, you know, how many people do you know that eat thousands and thousands of calories that don't train? They just get fat, you know, otherwise everyone would be massive. If, you, if it wasn't to do with training and training progressions, everyone that just ate a lot of food would be a huge bodybuilder. People forget the training aspect of it all the time and they just focus on, oh, well, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a bulk, so I should be growing. It's like, yeah, but you're not getting any stronger. You're not even tracking any of your lifts. You're missing a session or two every week. So just because you're eating more doesn't mean you should be growing muscle. You're just adding fat. So don't forget the training aspect. It's the most important thing. Um, so yeah, you can, you can sort of, like I say, there's, there's almost like a genetic limit to how much muscle you can gain um, at a certain rate or at what rate you can gain muscle. Whereas with fat, you can just gain at almost like an infinite rate. You can just gain fat exponentially um to the point where you could just get humongous um because your your body you know it's not a case of breaking um muscle down to grow it back again and again the process of training to build that muscle when it comes to gaining fat if you're eating in a surplus and especially if you're eating in a in a, in a large surplus your adipose tissue is just going to be growing and growing and growing uh, and not slowing down because it doesn't break down it's not needing to break down there's no real rate that you can say okay that's a maximum rate that i can gain fat at if you just keep eating more and more and more whereas like i say with with muscle there's like a genetic potential so like i say again there's no point almost exceeding that sweet spot and pushing on and on and on and on when you're just going to gain more fat and realistically not get any more productive tissue added for the sake of that added fat so yeah that is pretty much uh, how to cut and how to bulk covered there. Um, the only other thing I'd say on bulking is the the aggressiveness that you do it is is um, obviously I spoke about how aggressive you should go with the diet or the fat loss phase. With a gaining phase, the aggressiveness is going to be dependent on your training age or training experience or ability. Um, all of those are different things, by the way. So training age is obviously how long you've trained for training experience, I guess is very, is similar to age, but I would suggest that some two people could have trained for the same amount of time. And one could be way more experienced because they could have done more movements. They could have learned a lot more researched a lot more. They could have been in a lot more gyms and more experience on different pieces of kit. Um, and then ability is obviously how accurate they can be, how strong you are, how intense you can train, how much muscle you've got. So how, aggressive you push a, a, a gaining phase will be dependent on like say training age experience ability as well as your time frame and your given goals so like i said towards the start you know if your goal is maximal muscle mass and you are a bodybuilder you may potentially push up a little bit further or a little bit harder than let's say a a, a bikini athlete who wants to stay a little bit leaner through the off season and generally because the goal isn't maximal muscle mass in that in that category. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it on on how to cut, how to bulk. Um, 
what I would say just as an end note is there's always going to be genetic outliers. So there's always people who will just eat everything in sight and be able to grow without getting fat. And there's also people who, you know, when people say, oh, well, I know this guy and he eats loads and he just doesn't gain weight. And it's like, well, yeah, you maybe see that he has a takeaway, but you're not, you're not going to see all his other meals. And, and they're probably the fact that he doesn't eat anything else. So, you know, it's like when people are like, oh, well, same with when people say I don't eat that much. And then the, if you were to actually break it down, they're eating three, 4,000 calories a day when they think they're eating 1,000. Um, but yeah, with the genetic outliers, there's always going to be people who have more adaptive metabolisms than you, who can eat more than you and not put on as much fat or vice versa. Um, yeah, there's always going to be those outliers. But generally what I've spoken about there is, is you know, the average people, you know, things to consider for most people most of the time. Um, and like I said early on, it makes sense for the majority of people to go into a, a mini cut to resensitize, get yourself in a much better position to go on and push into a gradual gaining phase rather than a, a dirty bulk, like people might call it, where you just get fat for the sake of getting fat. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave the podcast there. So I hope that that was valuable. Um, any questions on any of that, please just ask guys. Um, but that wraps up episode four of the education series on what phase, depending on de determining what phase you should enter. So yeah, thanks for listening guys. And I'll catch you in the next one.